Welcome to this week's presentation with Scott Toole. We are thrilled to have you joining us as we gain insight from God's Word. Now, speaking from Rosedale Baptist Church in Baltimore, Maryland, here's Pastor Toole. Uh, we need to get started because we're going to finish Revelation tonight. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but we are going to cover a lot of ground tonight. We're going to be in Revelation 8 and Revelation, hopefully, uh, chapter 9, where Steve took all uh, six, seven of the seals. I'm trying to, my goal is to get through all of the trumpets tonight. So if you're in chapter 8, look at verse number 1. Chapter 8, uh, verse number 1. And when he had opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven uh, about the space of a half an hour. And I saw the seven angels which stood before God, and to them were given seven trumpets, uh, seventh seal, seven trumpets. There's three sets of sevens. You have the seven seals, the seven trumpets, the seven vials. Uh, and uh, it's not so much that there's uh, seven seal judgments and seven trumpet judgments. The seventh seal opens the seven trumpets, and then the seventh trumpet opens uh, the seven vials. Uh, kind of like for my third wish, I would like to wish for three more wishes, okay? But in reverse, in a negative way. And so uh, that seventh seal is open, uh, and... Uh, the first thing we see, there's almost a parenthetical pause as those plagues are pounding. Put down point number one. Notice the prayers. Uh, the prayers. Look at verse number two. And I saw the seven angels which stood before God, and to them were given seven trumpets. And uh, another angel came, stood at the altar, the altar, the altar of incense, having a golden censer, altar of incense, intercensory prayer. And there was given unto him much incense that... Uh, he should offer it with the prayers uh, of all saints upon the golden altar, that altar of incense, which is before uh, the throne, that altar, that incense, the prayers of the saints. Uh, in the middle of the plague's pounding, we have a reminder uh, of the importance uh, of prayer. Uh, Psalm 141, let my prayer be set forth before thee uh, as incense. Verse 4, and the smoke of the incense, which came with the prayers of the saints, ascended up before God, ascended up before God. As plagues are pounding down, prayers are ascending up before God uh, out of the angel's hand. Put down underneath that the supplication, the supplication. Incense, prayers of the saints uh, offered to God, uh, much incense, the prayer of all the saints. Uh, understand that Revelation is a very practical book. Uh, prophecy and prayer, prayer and prophecy. Prophecy and prayer, prayer and prophecy, they go hand in hand. Uh, Revelation starts with prayer. I, John, was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. Uh, Revelation ends with prayer. Uh, Even so, come, uh, Lord Jesus. And so, prayer and prophecy, prophecy and prayer, uh, with all the persecutions and problems that that first century church was going through, uh, they were being plagued. They were being uh, pounded, the martyrdom that was uh, mentioned by Steve. And then, uh, as they're seeing prophetically uh, the end-time plagues, the end-time tribulation, where well, I can see a lot of people saying, you don't have a prayer. Uh, and I think God is here saying, hold up, that's exactly what you have. We always have prayer. Uh, I think one of the problems in Revelation is that when you get into it, uh, it turns into a mental entertainment or a mental exercise rather than uh, people talking about current events and people talking about uh, political uh, happenings, newspaper headlines, they talk about the climates, the dates, uh, but 
but it should promote practicality. It absolutely should promote a prayer. I think it was the first time uh, I was going through Revelation, which uh, the first time we went through it was in 2007. I think a lot, a lot of people were here back then. Uh, second time we went through it was two, 2012. Uh, this third time we're going through it is 2000. We're going to go through it a fourth time, 2032, and so stick around. But anyway, uh, the first time I was going through it, I had a fellow that was stopping by every Monday morning for counsel. Uh, that's what he called it. Um, he, he never would stop talking, and so I wasn't able to. But uh, uh, talking about how the stress and struggles and different family and, and uh, and he would always get back to prophecy, always get back to prophecy and prophecy in the dates and the headlines and this and, and, and everything else. And, uh, and the fellow only pro- probably came uh, to church twice a month, maybe once a month, twice a month. And uh, I was always prodding. And one of the things that will help your family is uh, a threefold cord is not easily broken. Christ has to be in the center of it. And uh, no matter how far apart you are, if you're heading to the Lord, as you head to the Lord, uh, you grow closer together and still... Uh, no impact at all, still only once uh, a month, maybe twice a month. And until uh, one uh, Monday morning, I finally stopped as he's talking about Christ is going to come back anytime. And they, here, here's this, and uh, the United Nation and all of this is going on. And, and, and I finally said, uh, do you really believe that Christ is going to come back uh, soon? Yes, this week. Yes, probably today, possibly. Uh, and I said, well, if you truly believe that, then where were you last, yesterday uh, during church? If you truly believe he's coming back, uh, then where were you the week before in church? And I usually ramp up really nice, really nice, really nice. And then, but anyway, and where were you? Uh, And the verse that I quoted is, we're not to be forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but but exhorting one another. And so much the more, uh, and so much the more, uh, as you see the day approaching. Uh, And so uh, prophecy uh, without practicality Uh, has no profitability. Prophecy without practicality uh, has no profitability. If all it is is just a curiosity and, boy, uh, what an interesting discussion and mental entertainment, uh, but we have no practical actions from it, uh, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for uh, correction, for uh, instruction and righteousness that the man of God, I missed one, uh, might be thoroughly furnished unto all good work. There is always practicality. And so uh, revelation from God uh, is always tied to uh, interactions with God. Prayer, prophecy, prophecy, uh, prayer. Uh, revelation from God is always tied to uh, our interactions with God. Uh, the psalmist said, uh, uh, open thou mine eyes. Well, it was an interaction with God. He's supplicating. Uh, Open thou mine eyes that I may behold, revelation, revelation, that I may behold wondrous things from thy law. And so uh, the supplication and prayer, there's a pause, plagues pounding, Uh, there's a pause to highlight prayer. Uh, Put down number two, the silence, the silence, the supplication, uh, the incense, the altar, the much incense, ascending up before God, prayers of all the saints, but then also uh, the silence. Uh, During this time where There's noise everywhere. There's plagues everywhere. There's pain, problems everywhere. Verse 1. And when he had opened the seventh seal, there was, say it with me, silence in heaven about the space of a half an hour. And I really believe that this is showing us that that God is so interested in our prayers, uh, he's turning down the volume of the noise, uh, and he's turning up the volume in our prayers. It's almost as if God's 
leaning, listening, but he's wanting to hear. Uh, I don't think that uh, everyone in heaven was still as a statue and that uh, all the plagues stopped for a minute. Uh, I, I think it's a parenthetical pause showing us the importance to God that he's placed uh, on where, wanting to hear the prayers uh, of his saints. He, he turns down the noise uh, and he turns up the volume uh, of our prayers. Uh, our Father, which art in heaven, is fully focused uh, when we pray. Uh, that couple that's head over heels in love, I'm looking at Rebecca and uh, Michael, but uh, when they're out on a date and they're just fixated, they have uh, stars in their eyes, and they may be at a busy restaurant where uh, there's dishes clanging, there's people bustling, and there's people talking, uh, but they're so captured by that other person, uh, they don't hear a thing. They're, they, they're the only ones in the entire place uh, because they're so in love with each other, and I really think that's what it's talking about here. God's so in love with us. Well, he's so in love with us, uh, he wants to hear us pray. He's leaning forward, almost shushing, shushing. Uh, you've done it when uh, something on the radio is coming across, maybe news or sports scores, uh, and someone's trying to talk to you during that time. It's almost a, a, a shh, and you're turning up the volume. It's that type of a deal. Uh, maybe the TV, and there's a, an action scene, a pivotal part, and, uh, and someone's trying to ask you a question, it's shh, and you're turning up the volume. I, I think it's that, the prayers, the prayer. Uh, he's hushing the noise, and he's turning up the volume uh, on our prayers. God loves it when his people pray. He created us for fellowship and interaction and, uh, and friendship. He wants to hear our prayers. Uh, I do think that uh, a lot of times we get so caught up in the mechanics of prayer. Uh, I pray to the Father, through the Son, and the power of the Holy Spirit. That's the only way to pray. I, we get caught up in the mechanics. Uh, okay, let's see. I, I pray to the Father, it's through the Son, and the power of the Holy Spirit. And then, uh, should I be kneeling when I pray or lying down? Should I sit when I pray? Can I stand when I pray? Should my head be bowed or should my head be raised? Should my uh, eyes be closed? Should my uh, eyes be open? We get caught up in the mechanics when, when God doesn't get caught up in that. He gets caught up in our prayers. Uh, in fact, I can prove it. Isaiah 65, 24. Before they call, God will answer. While they were yet speaking, God will hear. Before they even could mechanically play it out, uh, God says, well, I can't wait to hear the prayer. There's a 12-year-old over here praying. Uh, there's a 27-year-old over here praying. A couple, a, a couple, where they're praying for that financial arrest. Hey, turn down the noise, turn up the prayers. Boy, I'm so interested in what they're saying as they're calling out to me. Uh, don't get so tripped up by the mechanics that you uh, complicate or overcomplicate Boy, it's a heavenly father who absolutely loves his kids. Charlie uh, now has about eight words that uh, you can understand. And one of them is pop, pop, the best one. Uh, and uh, she'll say uh, pop, pop, and then jabber, jabber, jabber. I don't know what word she's saying, and jabber, jabber, and I can't figure out what she's saying. But she has a lot of words, but she has eight that you can understand. And, uh, but when she says pop, pop, and starts jabbering, okay, what do you need? I'm going to get that, and whatever you need, here it is. And uh, Why? Because I love Charlie. I love Charlie, and it's not about the mechanics. It's not about articulating it correctly. It's all about the love that I have for them. And God has that kind of love for us. He's leaning. He's listening. He's turning down the volume of the noise. He's turning up the volume of our prayers. You ever been in one of those busy rooms and there's people everywhere and someone from across the room is trying to 
talk to you and you're just you're trying to hear what they're saying and, and you're looking at their lips trying to uh, almost read their lips as you're hearing some of it and, and, and pushing aside and trying to focus in. Boy, that's what God's doing here. Silence in heaven as prayers are offering up. Yes, plague's still pending down, uh, but prayers are being offered up. And so, uh, number one, the supplication. Number two, the silence. But now number three, the sounding. The sounding. Verse five. Uh, and the angel took the censer and filled it with fire of the altar, cast it into the earth, and there were voices and thunderings and lightnings and an earthquake. Voices and thunderings and lightning and an earthquake. What's happening? God's answering their prayers. Uh, God's answering their prayers. It says uh, it's the prayers of all the saints. Some of the saints that those prayers uh, encompass uh, are the tribulation saints that have been martyred in Revelation chapter 6, they were praying when, when they were crying out, How long, O Lord, uh, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood? Uh, how long dost thou not judge and avenge our blood? Uh, martyr, martyr during that time. Uh, and so they're praying in chapter 6. God's answering in chapter 8. Look at it, verse 6. And the seven angels which had the seven trumpets, seven angels, seven trumpets, prepared themselves to sound seven Seven trumpets, trumpets, seven trumpets. But wouldn't that have been music to their ears? Uh, not even the trumpets hearing them play, uh, but seven, seven, uh, and trumpets. God's answering as they're praying. Uh, and you have to be thinking about Jericho, the walls of Jericho. Uh, seven times around, seven days, seven times around. Uh, and then blowing those seven priests, blowing those seven trumpets, and God gave an incredible victory. And so here, uh, they would have been thinking about that. Uh, seven, seven angels, seven trumpets. Joshua 6, 4, seven priests shall bear before the ark seven trumpets. 6, 6, let seven priests bear seven trumpets of ram's horns. 6, 8, the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets. 6, 13, uh, and the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets uh, are, are ram's horns. And, and in our text, seven angels with seven trumpets but their mind must have gone back to when they were in that situation, God gave that answer, and they had an incredible victory. Uh, here we are in this uh, situation, and God's giving us this answer. Boy, he's going to give us an incredible victory, the sevens uh, and the trumpets. So number one, the prayers, the prayers. Uh, buckle up, hold on, here we go. Point number two, the trumpets, the trumpets. And we are going to pick up the pace slightly. The first two times that we went through this, uh, just in these two chapters, I think we had some seven or eight messages. But what I want to do this time as we go through it, and then the fourth time, remember 2032, you've already said you'll be here. Uh, the fourth time, we'll go into more details, be back for then. Uh, but for this time, I, I think there's value in us getting our mind around uh, the order of events that are taking place. And so, seals, trumpets, vials, seals, trumpets, vials, uh, the scroll being the title deed of the planet that was been bankrupted, that's been uh, mortgaged, and the seals, the seals, the seven seals, uh, all of this language would have spoke to them. Uh, opening of the seals speaks of bankruptcy of the planet. Uh, it was ruined by man. Uh, opening of the seals. Uh, the sounding of the trumpets doesn't speak of bankruptcy but it, uh, uh, of the planet. Uh, it speaks about the battle for the planet. The battle for the planet. Uh, it, it's not the seals ruined by man. Uh, it, it's the trumpets. Uh, it's ruled by Satan, the prince of the power of the air. 
And so the seals, uh, the trumpets, but then the vials, the bowls, uh, doesn't speak of bankruptcy of the planet or battle for the planet. It speaks of the bathing of the planet. The bathing of the planet, uh, it's going to be rescued by God. And so look at verse number 7, and let's start running. You ready? Uh, number 1, the first angel sounded. Doo, 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 doo. Uh, and there followed hail and fire mingled with blood. It's probably going to be a little more ominous than that, but look at it. Uh, and there followed hail and fire mingled with blood, and they were cast upon the earth. And the third part of the trees was burned up. All the green grass was burned up. Uh, put this down first. Fire mingled with blood falling from heaven, uh, or shorthanded as best you can. Uh, fire mingled with blood falling from heaven, uh, a third of the vegetation gone. Uh, look at verse number 8. Uh, and the second angel sounded. And as it were, a great mountain burning with fire was cast into the sea. The third part of the sea became blood. Uh, and the third part of the creatures which were in the sea uh, had life, died. Uh, and the third part of the ships destroyed. And so it starts out, fire mingled with blood falling from heaven, third of the vegetation gone. Uh, and now secondly, a great mountain burning with fire cast into the sea. Third part of the water's blood. Third part of the sea creatures died. Third part of the ships destroyed. First angel sounded. Second angel sounded. Verse 10. And the third angel sounded, uh, and there fell a great star from heaven, burning uh, as it were a lamp, and uh, it fell upon the third part of the rivers and upon the fountain of the waters. The name of the star is called Wormwood. And the third part of the waters became Wormwood. Uh, and many men died of the waters because they were turned toxic. They were turned toxic because they were made bitter. Third, put it down, a great star burning, falling into the rivers. A great star burning, falling uh, into the rivers, and the drinking water turns toxic, becomes poisonous. Verse 12. And the fourth angel sounded, and the third part of the sun smitten, third part of the moon, third part of the stars. So uh, as the third part of them was darkened, and the day shone not for a third part of the day, uh, and the night likewise, put down number four, the sky is darkened. The sky is darkened. Take a minute. Look up here. So far, the first four trumpets, we have fire mingled, mingled with blood, falling from heaven, third of the vegetation gone. And then, great mountain burning with fire cast into the sea, third part of the waters, uh, blood, third part of the creatures, uh, died, third part of the ships, uh, destroyed. And then, uh, a great star burning, uh, falling uh, into the rivers. Uh, the drinking waters turned toxic. And now, the sun, moon, stars. God takes the dimmer switch and reduces it by 33%. Well, he takes that dimmer switch and just turns it down. Uh, there's a great likelihood. Uh, and I believe very strongly, I wouldn't be dogmatic about it, but I would be pretty close to that. Uh, a great likelihood that this was a nuclear event. Uh, and I'll explain why. And I'm not saying it has to be, but I am saying it probably uh, is a, it appears to be a nuclear event. Uh, and if not here, there's going to be other places in the tribulation where it's probably uh, there. Uh, and again, he's describing, he's saying what he's seeing. He's saying what he's seeing. Uh, he's expressing it phonetically. Phonetically, uh, he doesn't know the word nuclear. No one would know it for 2,000 years. And so he's writing what he sees. Verse 8, uh, and the second angel sounded, and as it were, as it were, uh, it's as it were, a great mountain burning with fire cast into the sea, third part of the sea become blood, as it were, uh, and ten. And the third angel sounded, and there fell a great star from heaven burning, uh, as it were, a lamp. 
Uh, and so the question of, Pastor, do you really think this is going to happen? Yes. Uh, yes. You might as well ask me, Pastor, do you really think God created the heaven and earth on six days? Six days, yes. Uh, you might as well ask, uh, Pastor, do you really believe that God even created? Yes. Uh, do you really believe Jesus Christ? I don't, yes. Uh, do you really believe we're sinners? We need to be, yes, yes, yes. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Uh, and I settled a long time ago that this is the word of God. This is going to guide and guard uh, my life. This is going, the word of God is going to shape the ministry of Rosedale Baptist Church. And so I guess the question would be more, uh, someone uh, posed, well, pastor, I take it more literally. I, I think that great mountain burning with fire that was cast down uh, is a meteorite. Uh, and, and my objection would be, you know you've already allegorized it. Because it doesn't say a meteorite, it says a great mountain with fire. And so if you want to take it absolutely literally, even though it says as it were, as it were, uh, as it were, he's writing it phonetically, then uh, is it Mount Rainier, or is it one of the Rocky Mountains, or uh, is it uh, Mount Vesuvius, or is it Mount St. Helens, which mountain is it? Uh, if we're going to take it literally, and, and I'm not, a, maybe that's what it is, I get that. Uh, but probably it could be uh, that it's a nuclear event taking place, uh, which would also explain how the sun, the moon, the stars, uh, almost anyone that's projected what would happen uh, with an all-out nuclear war, uh, they talk about that nuclear winter, that nuclear winter, uh, the, the, the dust and the, the uh, debris and uh, all of the after effect, darkening, darkening, uh, and it's not about global warming then, it's about global freezing then. Most believe the temperatures on the planet will be turned down some 70 degrees. Uh, we do know from the Word of God that it's going to be turned down 33%. Uh, and so the event itself, uh, all of a sudden, oh yeah, global warming, Second Peter chapter 3, looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire uh, shall be dissolved. And the elements shall melt with a fervent heat. Uh, for years, people uh, discounted the word of God because elements can't melt. Elements can't melt uh, until they learned how to split the atom. Uh, and when they split the atom, guess what? There was a whole lot of heat. There was a whole lot of uh, explosions on that time. Uh, and so I do think, uh, if you take it as a whole, the first four uh, trumpets, uh, it's probably, it's possibly... And I would give room for, it might be a great mountain, I'm not sure which one, uh, cast into the sea, and then, uh, as it were, a star burning with fire. Uh, it may be just that, a, a, a meteorite. But the one thing I do know, it's going to be a horrible event. Uh, the one thing I do know, it's going to be a great tribulation, uh, incredible persecution. I do know that. Look at verse 13. And I beheld and heard an angel flying through the mists of heaven, saying with a loud voice, Woe! Woe! Woe to the inhabitants of the earth by reason of the other voice of the trumpet uh, of the three angels, three more to come, which are yet to sound. Hey, hold on, because the worst is yet to come. Look at chapter 9, verse number 1. And the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven unto the earth. To him was given the key to the bottomless pit. A star fall from heaven, a key to the bottomless pit. A star, or one who thought himself to be a star, or one who wanted to ascend to be a superstar, fallen from heaven, or cast out 
of heaven. The cross-reference has to be uh, Isaiah 14, 12. Given a big picture, how art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? Uh, How art thou cut down to the ground, which did weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven, superstar. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. Uh, I want that limelight. I want that limelight. Uh, Thou hast said that. I will ascend, I will ascend, stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation, sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the cloud. I will be like the Most High, yet thou shalt be cast out of heaven. Yet thou shalt be cast down to hell to the sides of the pit. Key to the bottomless pit. And so a star cast down, keys to the bottomless pit. Look at verse number 2. And he opened the bottomless pit, and there arose a smoke out of the pit, as uh, were uh, smoke out of the bottomless pit, as the smoke of a great furnace, and the sun and the air darkened by uh, reason of the smoke of the pit. Uh, and there came out of the smoke locusts uh, upon the earth, and uh, unto them was given power as, as, as it were, as. And so uh, I don't know that we can speak definitively uh, exactly. He's uh, saying what he's seeing, he's writing phonetically, but we can imagine that it's going to be horrific. Uh, it's going to be horrible. Uh, and so put down number five, a star and locust. Uh, a star and locust, uh, as it were, it looked like locust, as a star opening, uh, and then as, as, uh, the power as uh, scorpions. And I would propose uh, that if the star is Satan, which I think it is, uh, then uh, those locusts would be demons that he released from the bottomless pit. That's, that's what I believe. Um, it's either that or cicadas. I'm not sure what the cycle is on the cicadas. Uh, anyway, uh, and so Second Peter chapter 2, God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell, to hell, delivered them unto chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment. Fallen angels, demonic departers, reserved chain. Jude, uh, angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he, God, hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of that great day, the great tribulation when uh, Satan was cast down, given the key to the bottomless pit, he opens it up, uh, and then locusts everywhere. Verse 4, uh, and it was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth, neither uh, any green thing, neither uh, any tree, but only those men which have not the seal of God in their foreheads. Uh, I think it's a two things. One, I, I love the distinction that uh, from the people of God to the Christ rejectors. Uh, the plagues are pounding them. Why? Because they come to shake up the planet, to, to wake up his people, and to make up a new heaven and a new earth. And so there's a distinction. There's a, 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 a gap there, uh, not on them, but on them. It, it's a lot like um, the plagues in uh, Exodus, in uh, Egypt, how there was a distinction made. Verse 5, and to them it was given that they should not kill them, but that they should be tormented five months. Their torment uh, was as the torment of a scorpion when he striketh a man. And uh, in those days shall men seek death and shall not find it and shall desire to die, and death shall flee from them. If you've ever had uh, dealings with or yourself personally, uh, severe pain and severe illness, boy, it gets to the point where God, take away the pain or take me away. Take away the pain Uh, or take me away, they had no choice here. Uh, They sought death. They desired death, but they could not die. Uh, I would even say, though, that this is still a door of grace, a space of grace 
Uh, because God's giving them more time to turn to him. Uh, God's giving them more time to turn to him. And Well, pastor, how do you call that grace? Hey, anything that brings us to the throne of grace is grace. Uh, anything that brings us to a deeper relationship with Christ uh, is grace. I don't care if it's the goodness of God that leads me to repentance. Uh, I don't care if it's his love. We love him because he first loved us. Or uh, if it's an illness, a sickness, a situation. Boy, end of the day, whatever pushes me to Christ is absolutely uh, grace. And I think about 2 Corinthians 7, 9. Uh, For godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation, not to be repented of, but the sorrow of the world worketh death. Seven. Uh, and the shapes of the locusts were like unto horses, prepared unto battle. On their heads were, as it were, crowns like gold, and their faces were as the faces of men. They had uh, hair uh, as the hair of women. Their teeth was as the teeth of lions. And they had breastplates, as it were, breastplates of iron. And the sound of their wings was the, the sound of chariots of many horses running to battle. Uh, and they had tails like unto scorpions, and there were stings in their tails. Their power was to hurt men five months. And uh, they had a king over them, which is the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in the Hebrew tongue is Abaddon, which means destruction, uh, but in the Greek tongue hath his name Apollyon, which is very similar, not destruction, but destroyer. But, but isn't that what Satan is even today? Destructive, destruction, destroyer. John 8, year of your father the devil, and the less your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning. Uh, John 10, 10. The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, to destroy. Uh, and of course, 1 Peter 5, 8. Uh, be sober, be vigilant, for your adversary the devil as a roaring lion, uh, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Destruction, uh, destroyer. And the thing is, Revelation simply gives us a picture vividly uh, of the devil doing physically to them at that time a lot what he's doing to people here, uh, spiritually, here, uh, individually, internally, uh, now in this time. He's destroying marriages. Uh, he's still destroying families. Uh, he's still destroying lives. He's still destroying homes. And so uh, all we're getting is a vivid picture uh, of what the devil is doing internally. Uh, there, uh, it's very visibly, it's very physically. Look at verse number 12. One woe is past. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Only one is past. Behold, uh, there come two woes more hereafter. And the six angels sounded, uh, and I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar, which is before God. Uh, put down number six, and I've named it differently on the screens, but put down 200 million man army or 200 million man enemy. Uh, the principle I want to try to portray in the next one minute uh, is that uh, the irritation comes to cause inspiration in order for us to come to him for salvation. Well, all of this is happening. Uh, if God can't get our attention with goodness, uh, if God can't get our attention with his son dying on the cross for us, then, then he ends up turning up the heat. Uh, he ends up turning up the heat. Uh, and the tribulation is all about uh, he wants to shake up the planet, to wake up uh, his people in order to make up a new heaven 
uh, and a new earth. Let's finish it off. 14, saying to the sixth angel, which had the trumpet, loose the four angels, which are bound on the great river Euphrates, and the four angels loose, which were prepared for an hour and a day and a month and a year, for to slay a third part uh, of men. There's not a whole lot left. A third part uh, of men. 16, uh, and the number of the army of the horsemen were, if you remember um, uh, before, it was a hundred uh, thousand thousands in heaven praising and worshiping. Here, this army uh, is 200,000 thousand, 200 men. John must have dropped his pen because there wasn't 200 people in the world at this time. Look at 17. And thus I saw the horses and the vision and them that sat on them having breastplates of fire and of jacinth and brimstone and the heads of the horses uh, as, 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 as it were, heads of lions and out of their mouths issued fire, smoke, brimstone. Uh, by these three, the third part have been killed by fire, by smoke, by brimstone, which issued out of their mouths for their power is in their mouth and in their tail. Their tails were like unto serpents uh, and had heads and, and with them they do hurt. Uh, we get lost in what exactly are these? What exactly are these? Uh, uh, rather than focusing on what is God trying to accomplish with these. Irritation to bring inspiration to bring us to salvation. Now the shocking thing to me is we've already seen that many will be saved. We've already seen that. Uh, a number which no man could number in heaven. Uh, way above 100 million then, because he numbered that. Uh, and then a number which no man can number uh, but what he's trying to do uh, is to bring those that have rejected him, rejected him, hard-hearted. Uh, the problem is those that have rejected him almost always do. Look at the last couple of verses. We're done. Verse 20. Uh, and the rest of the men which were not killed by these plagues, look at this, it's shocking, yet repented not uh, of the works of their hands that they should not worship devils and idols of gold and silver and brass and stone and of wood which... Uh, neither can see nor walk uh, nor, nor hear. Uh, neither repented they of. Shocking, it's shocking. Uh, they didn't repent, they didn't turn to him. They didn't repent, turn to him uh, of their murders, nor of their sorceries, pharmacia, drugs, uh, nor of the fornication, it's the, the word pornea, pornography, nor of their thefts. Uh, and I'm always shocked by uh, uh, the plagues and problems get so bad uh, and some will never turn to our God who's so good. He's so good. Uh, I think about uh, when Christ was talking to the Pharisees and he said, uh, we have piped and you have not danced. Uh, we have mourned and you have not lamented. We've tried both sides. Uh, John the Baptist came neither eating or drinking and you said, he has a devil. The Son of Man came both eating and drinking and you're saying, behold, a gluttonous man, a wine-bibber, a friend of publicans and sinners. Hey, it doesn't matter what we do. Uh, it seems like those that reject Christ almost always do, almost always will. Uh, and here, God's going to great lengths to shake up the planet in order to wake up his people. And, and eventually, he will make up a new heaven and a new earth. Uh, if you don't remember anything tonight, uh, remember this. In the middle of all the noise, all the commotion, by all the parade of plagues pounding, it's a, from God, it's a, hey, turn down the volume of the noise. Boy, there's a little boy over here praying. There's a couple over here praying. Well, I want to hear what they have to say. I, I want to hear their heart. I love them. 
I, I want to hear their voice. Turn down the noise and turn up our prayers. And that is today's message. We invite you to tune in next time with Scott Toole as he presents another message from Rosedale Baptist Church. For more information about today's presentation or about the ministries of Rosedale Baptist Church, go online to rosedalebaptist.org. That's rosedalebaptist.org. Join us again next time as we study the Bible chapter by chapter, verse by verse.